Hi, everyone, and welcome to the COVID-19 Vaccine Show. And I'm excited to welcome the program, Dr. Mark Hay. And Dr. Mark, what's going on? How are you? Doing great. Um, live and well on this Monday morning. I have to thank God for all my blessings. Absolutely. And so let's kind of go the latest news on the vaccine and what's what's new now. Okay. Uh, you're seeing that enormous numbers of the traditional intramuscular, but there is a very strong public popular reaction in most countries, a lot of times not to accept it. The intramuscular vaccines, as we know, were oftentimes accompanied by fever, chills, muscle aches, soreness. Some people would have more severe reactions. Now, in certain countries, the death or deaths were associated with, with intramuscular vaccines. You know, there was AstraZeneca, and it wasn't real popular in the U.S., and it wasn't made in the U.S. Uh, and in France, uh, AstraZeneca supposedly had better, lower death numbers than, than Pfizer. Uh, I think Pfizer uh, in France was attributed to, it depends on who you look at, but, but there were a number of deaths. And, and what people didn't like being sick. Remember, these, these vaccines were not prescribed by physicians. One of the things they did was they didn't get physicians involved. So a physician could not explain what the side effects would be, what side effects were bad. And one of the things that happened was when people got vaccines in the United States and around the world, they, they basically were told, if you get a little sick, just live with it. One of the things that means is a lot of people had weird reactions, a lot. But guess what? Your doctor doesn't want to see you. He didn't prescribe it. It's not his problem. Furthermore, because the doctor didn't prescribe it, the doctor's not an idiot. He knows that if he comes out as being an anti-vaxxer, that could hurt his career. He doesn't want to investigate. The CDC and the central planning authorities really designed the information so that they would control the information stream. Meaning that if you got a vaccine and you had a problem, First, you reported it to the manufacturer. They had a system where you forwarded to the manufacturer. Then it went to the CDC. Guess what? The information was never really funneled out and made public. So there's not a Facebook page for, hey, I had my reactions to the vaccine. You won't see that on Facebook. What you'll see is all these promotions designed to get you to wear face masks and get vaccinated. But if you're going to, if we believe in an open and public discourse on issues, then why aren't you allowed to have a Facebook page where everybody can report their side effects? So what happened is in those people that were having unpleasant reactions, symptoms after being vaccinated, there was a lot of weird things going on. Should there be weird things? Yes. You know, when you're producing a spike protein in your body that your body's never seen before from an intramuscular vaccine, is there a chance that your body might not like it? You know, yeah. I mean, you can't really blame your body for not liking the spike protein if it's never met it before and you're right. injecting it right. into your tissues. And so one of the things that sh began to show up was...
Now, a lot of the men, young men are not taught not to be wimps, sissies. I mean, for, you know, we're, we're being a little bit candid, but we're, they're generally, and I mean, we in, encourage, we accept people that are transgender, uh, all sexually confused or whatever, whatever they want to be is fine. Uh, however, there was a lot of young men that had symptoms that they never reported. It's not easy to report a symptoms, but what happened was some cardiologists began to note that people that had been vaccinated, young men, by the hundreds after the second shot, began to develop uh, cardiac problems. Now, to really be determined that you had a cardiac problem, you probably would have had to either go to the emergency room or you would have had to go to the uh, see your cardiologist. Well, young men don't see a cardiologist. Old men see cardiologists, right? Yes. So the actual number of men that got reported that were actually having heart problems is far, far greater than what actually got reported. But it was always planned to be that way. Big Pharma always wanted to control the data. CDC always wanted to control the data. And this is what you get get when you have a centrally run, centrally planned vaccine program that is compromised because the people at the top get to make money off their relationships with Big Pharma. So we don't know how many young men actually had cardiac problems. Plus, here's what also happened. If young men were having cardiac problems and some cardiac reactions, isn't it likely that older men were? Probably. But guess what? If you're an older man, what they would say, well, that's your heart disease. That's because you have too much fat in your diet. You have, your, you have too many lipids in your diet. So if you had a heart problem with it, they blew that off as saying, oh, guess what? That's just, you know, you, you got heart disease. You eat too many uh, French fries and, and, and so on. Did what were the symptoms of, uh, of uh, cardiac myopathy and pericarditis? Some of the symptoms can be fatigue. Wasn't fatigue one of the main side effects? So wrapped in fatigue were all these complex autoimmune reactions that were going on in the general public. We did not understand many of them. We comprehend many of them. And they were occurring at a time in which Physicians were really disabled from seeing their patients because it's the middle of a pandemic. Excuse me, are you going to get your vaccine and then call your doctor up and say, two days ago, uh, I had a vaccine and I'm feeling weird and strange and I'm fatigued and I'm tired and I want you to figure it out. The doctor's response is, I didn't prescribe it for you. I'm not going to bat for you. I'm not figuring out, I don't have the responsibility. It's not my, I have no skin in that game. And yet now, even despite all that, these freak store, well, I shouldn't use the term freak because I now get blamed for using the word freak. It was obvious that when all these young men that were very young began to uh, develop cardiac problems, it was clearly obviously related to the second shot. And it was related to the second shot because on the second shot, you were becoming more sensitized to the protein. So there were fractions of the community that were having higher sensitivity. It is predictable that if you gave these the general population a third shot, a fourth shot, a fifth shot of Moderna, that, that number of people having negative 
reactions would keep going up. Wow. As I said on this program, intramuscular shots can hypersensitize you to what you're shooting into your system. That's not, you know, I think we've known that for a long time. In fact, have you ever had flu shots when you're uh, allergy I, shots? When you I, were never, I never took a flu shot in my life. I never had a flu Look, shot. I, I, I actually had just God awful allergy shots. And one of the things when you're giving out allergy shots and you're shooting them in, in, in little kids, you had to make sure they didn't have an anaphylactic reaction. So there was a risk that people can be sensitized to certain things when they get things intramuscular. So, ten, so tetanus, uh, tetanus shots in the intramuscular, right? Yes. Tetanus shot is intramuscular. Yeah. It's an IM. But, you know, we get those as children and we get them phased in and we have life. Very, very good long-term protection with tetanus. We're seeing now that a lot of the protection from the intramuscular shots is very short term, aren't we? Yes. And, you know, basically what you're seeing is this is going to try to turn into like a yearly flu instead of flu, a yearly COVID vaccine that is intramuscular. Right. That is not going to work out very well, is it? That's not what you signed on. No. You know, all these people in the United States, something like 30, 40, 50% of the people had at least one vaccination. And those people, when they were getting their vaccination, were not told, guess how long the immunity would last. They weren't told that if, if they had fatigue, their fatigue might be signs of other autoimmune reactions going on in their body. They weren't actually, they weren't given any guarantee. They weren't given, what were they given? Nothing except be a member of the team. B, go for America. Watch your commercials. Big, big, be a member of the team. And you're also told if you're a health professional, if you have, if your ideas, if you dissent, if you don't agree, if you don't just say yes, that your career, your life, your, your future is threatened. That's why there was so little dissent. And this is what you get. That you get a choice with very few options. And that's not, that's not the road to progress. The road to progress is open debate, discussion. And if you, there are things in life where you need central planning, okay? I agree. You know, one of the reasons why the Chinese government has done well on some huge infrastructure projects, they had a lot of central planning commissions. But when they have central planning, you're not allowed to take bribery. They prosecuted 600,000 public employees for corruption in the last decade in China. We don't do that in the United States. We don't, uh, we don't hang corrupt bankers or people for white collar crime. We, we wink and we smile when the people that are in industry serve big business, whether it's in the interest of the people or not. So we don't have one of the disadvantages in Western society is that it's baked in the cake that the people making the decisions got to make the decisions because they serve big, big business. And really many of our healthcare decisions are determined by big business. They're not determined by the needs of the people. You know, what people need, what society needs is open, frank discussions by their intelligent people. Um, 
one of the things that uh, Elon Musk pointed out, the strength of the United States in the past has been that it had welcomed innovation. Have you seen a lot of innovation in the United States regarding immunizations? Yes, we did. We saw two experimental vaccines, mRNAs, that were approved. Wow, yeah. Now we're starting to see the side effects of, is that wrong? No. No. I think it's wonderful to learn from mRNA. There's going to be lots of interesting applications for them. I think it's, it's, it's wonderful to try new things. But you have to tell people, and you should be trying many new things, not just the new things that make billions of dollars for big pharma. Right. Okay. So doctor, that should be the case. So, so, so Dr. Mark, so, right now, what, so, so what's now? What's the news release about? Mm -hmm. Okay, look, here's our, our current news release. The Vaxart program is moving forward. Now, here's the problem I have with Vaxart. I invested actually in Vaxart and bought some of their stock last, I think it was December. They are continuing to use a adenovirus vector instead of using the live attenuated right. coronavirus vaccine. Uh -huh. Vaxart could use, we know from basic information, and when you look at any uh, COVID studies worldwide, that about 170 million people, give or take, at least had test positives that were positive for coronavirus. Right. The truth is for every one person who had a positive test, there were anywhere from three to 10 or 15 people who had exposure to that vaccine. So in some areas, there were massive exposures to coronavirus that were never recorded and never reported. So for lack of a better term, no, I need to be respectful to the people of Alabama, so I won't use any derogatory terms on them. You know, Alabama was very skeptical. The people in the state of Alabama were very skeptical of getting vaccines because they basically didn't like Hillary or, or, or the right. whole, yeah. I mean, that they just didn't buy into the whole pie, okay? And so the vaccine rate was very low in Alabama. And in fact, less than I think 30% uh, or 35% had both shots. And yet in Alabama, we don't see it ripping through here. The reason it's not ripping through is right now is that many of the people already had low level exposure when the coronavirus was in a less toxic form. So a lot of the people have already had coronavirus exposure to the spike protein and to the end protein because it grew in their intestines. And, you know, guess what? These issues about growing in the intestine, they were out last year. We talked about them on this show. Has the U.S. government responded in a semi-intelligent way and said, we need to study how it grows, how coronavirus grows in your gut? I haven't seen it. Right. I haven't seen any exactly. human studies. Not at all. So, so this Not one here is saying, when's the Vaxart coming out? So what's the... Okay, so Vaxart is probably going to be out with their oral agent, oral pill that you can take by the end of the year. Okay. Many of the people are going to say, hey, guess what? I knew somebody who got sick when they took the IM kind. I'm going to wait till the, till the oral kind is out. Uh, if you look at, we, we covered on this show, Codagenics, which was the live attenuated nasal right. spray that is coming out in India. I have not seen what their phase one study is. 
I suspect it will not be near as good as if Codagenics made an oral encapsulated live virus. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that's going on with a lot of these people is they're aware of the arguments. Certainly, they can't be so stupid that they're not aware of the arguments that you just give people an oral live attenuated vaccine. They think incorrectly that because you take an oral live attenuated vaccine, that that means that you're going to spread that virus or enhance the number of mutants. They may mistakenly believe that. That's a mistaken belief. When you take it orally, it grows in your intestines. It doesn't grow in your lungs. You don't promote respiratory mutants. So there is that argument that, hey, oh, guess what? If you give somebody a live vaccine, uh, a live oral COVID, they're going to suddenly exhale it and spread it. It's it's crap. Okay, so so Vaxart's coming out in the U.S. what, What month, you think? They're, they're already doing their, their phase studies. And one of the things is that Vaxart says on their recent phase study in May is, here's what they said. Okay, hold on, let's see. Vaxart said, our vaccine's immune response appears very different than that seen from the leading injectables. No kidding. Didn't we say that about a year ago? Mucosal antibodies rather than serum antibodies and more potent T-cell responses. What this means is, it's just like we told you last year. When you have a mucosal antibodies, that's what protects you from transmitting the disease. Right, exactly. We knew that when people have natural COVID infections, whether they're pulmonary or intestinal, whether they're acquired through the food or whether they're acquired through the lungs, that within generally 99% of the time, within 10 days, they are not transmissible. That is the fastest way. We also knew that when the injectable vaccines came out, uh, Pfizer and Moderna, that you had to have your second round about 30 days later before you stopped being transmissible. So if you were going to be around somebody, if you were around somebody who had already had the virus uh, two weeks ago, you are far safer than being around somebody who had just had their Moderna and and Pfizer vaccine a month ago. So yes. the other news, Dr. Marquez, you have another news. Really. The other news is, you know, Oramed is now coming out with a, um, a an oral vaccine, okay, which is made up of apparently a uh, easier to dis- distribute because it's in a normal refrigerated, normal room temperature ease. And one, and here's what they're saying at Oramed. While ease of administration is critical today to accelerate inoculation rates, an oral vaccine could become even more valuable in the case that COVID-19 may become recommended annually, like the standard flu shot. Do you see those words yeah. right on that screen? Yeah, so where's women's Oravax coming out of theirs? You know, they'll be at, uh, coming out before the end of the year as well. In the okay. U.S.? Uh, uh, they will probably have, once it gets in one country, the oral will take off. So so is the live, vi- this do is, they have a, does Oravax have a live? virus no this is going to be this is going to be just individual targets i think this is not using a live virus or attenuated i think it's just using parts of it that has probably been in an adenovirus i believe it's going to probably be something like uh vaxart it's going to be the israeli form of vaxart okay that's i I guess that's that's a a way of, of spinning it now 
this other thing below here, we talked about how people that had symptoms with the IM, guess what? A lot of those people, they're not going to go back and get repeat shots. So those IM shots are going to be harder and harder to sell in the future. Right. I mean, that's the reality. And now we're going to have, let's talk about how we really learn. And that is with real live human challenge tests. We knew people in our community were going to be exposed to COVID. In fact, they predicted, you could follow it on a map, like 10, 20, 30% of the population was getting COVID. We weren't out testing the stools of people that were asymptomatic. So we don't know how many of those people had growth in their intestines. So when they have, days it, so you have, you have COVID once, chance of getting a second time is very few, right? Yes. And in fact, what's, here's what you're going to look see. Here's my prediction. The people that had natural infections that they are confirmed with, that is a positive PCR, those people are going to have by far the best immunity compared to any of the IM shots. Correct. The problem is those people that inhaled it had a much higher risk profile than those people who took it, who accidentally had it on their food. Interesting. So what's yeah, the percent chance? What's, what, what are they saying the percent chance of getting COVID the second time? It, 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 I would say I haven't seen any new cases. If the initial natural infections did not protect, you would be seeing a huge waves throughout America right now. So Especially the American only got 50% vaccinated, the wave would come back. Are we seeing a wave that we don't, you don't expect a wave at all? Here's what I expect. I expect that by this late this fall, much of the protection that was done by Pfizer and Moderna, those people who, who solely had Pfizer and Moderna, those people's immunity will wane worse than the people who actually had a regular COVID infection. And so that you will see later this fall, you'll see a whole new coronavirus roll, roll it through. Spike, spike and it will like, largely, right. yeah, it's like largely going to hit the Like the flu, that, like the flu. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Oh my God. And if, you, if you've had any exposure at all, coronavirus in this world is likely by far here to stay. So it's your choice to choose the, the path of protection that is safest, that has the least amount of side effects. And, and guess what? If you think big industry is going to make that decision for you, uh, that's wishful thinking. You right. have to educate yourself. You have to be a learned person. And, and there is the common sense of common men is not, is a wonderful thing. People should be skeptical of Western governments. They should be skeptical of the WHO and CDC. All right. right. Okay. So you always close out. Is there anything more out of news or is that the news right there? I think it's huge. You no, know, I think that that is the news for today. And um, the, and the real, the take-home message today is like, is, is very similar to our take-home message every time. If you're alive today, it's because God has a purpose in your life. You do, don't live your life in fear. Don't jump just because when other people say they're going to save you, roll your eyes because they're probably not. And what you can ask for is learn all you can study across, get your information from around the world, not just a few corporate media sources. 
open your ears, open your heart, listen to people, and then make choices that are best for you and your family. You take care and have a wonderful time. And it's been good talking to you today. Neil, you have a great day. Make every day count. Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Mark, take care. That was the COVID-19 vaccine show. Take care, guys.